0: This is Faye Hartman, and you're listening to We Are Rivers, conversations about the rivers that connect us, a podcast series brought to you by American Rivers. Across America and around the world, we are in a state of uncertainty. The COVID-19 pandemic is devastating families and communities, and it's disrupting many aspects of our everyday life. In the midst of the unknown... I've been thinking about the power and persistence of rivers. American Rivers President Bob Irvin recently shared a line by the poet Alex Dimitrov with the American Rivers family. Time is a river, that river is always in motion, and motion is hope. Healthy rivers are the backbone of our communities. They provide critical services, like clean drinking water and flood protection. They support local businesses and strong economies. They give us opportunities to get out, be healthy, and enjoy the beauty and wonder of the natural world. And rivers connect us, to each other, and to our future. Climate change threatens our rivers and the benefits they provide. Maybe you've seen the impacts where you live. Devastating floods, massive superstorms, crushing droughts. That is why now is the time to be bold. To make sure our rivers and water withstand the damage climate change will inflict. And to make sure people of color, low-income communities, and indigenous people who will be hit hardest by the climate crisis can take the lead on crafting the solutions and making the decisions that will shape their lives. American River's job is to speak up for healthy rivers and the people who depend on them. Every year, we release our America's Most Endangered Rivers Report that focuses on key decisions and solutions to ensure our rivers and communities are resilient today and into the future. This report is about problem solving and standing up for shared values. We team up with local partners to drive positive action and make the world a better place. All of that matters now, perhaps more than ever. Join me, your host, Faye Hartman, in this episode of We Are Rivers Conversations about the Rivers That Connect Us, as we discuss the Upper Mississippi River and why it's the number one most endangered river for 2020. Every April, American Rivers releases our Most Endangered Rivers Report, which spotlights 10 rivers that are vital to the nation and face imminent threats that will be decided in the coming year. This year's list highlights how climate change is devastating communities with increasingly severe flooding. Across the country, communities are experiencing unprecedented challenges related to too much water at the wrong time. And in the Midwest, we have a recipe for disaster where poor river management is colliding with the reality of climate change. In early April, I spoke with Olivia Dorothy. She's the Basin Director of American River's Mississippi River Program. We chatted for a while over the phone as we stayed in our respective homes. As a native Midwesterner and a resident of a community along the Mississippi River, she's experienced firsthand the challenges that flooding presents for communities. And over the last decade, she's noticed how much more intense these large flooding events are last year's flooding event is still fresh in everyone's mind as over 100 days of flooding impacted communities. I
1: live in East Moline, Illinois and East Moline is in the heart of the Upper Mississippi River Basin. Uh, I live right along the Mississippi River. I can walk down to it I can walk across it. I have walked across it uh, into Iowa. It's a very beautiful community uh, with deep gorges uh, and ravines where the Mississippi uh, has carved out a very deep floodplain um, after the last ice age. And uh, as a result, it has uh, created a very picturesque Um, rolling landscape um, along the bluffs of the upper Mississippi River. We know from the climate prediction models that climate change is driving uh, floods that are of longer duration uh, and are more frequent. You know, last year, the flooding we experienced last year was really driven by um, a large snowpack and very heavy spring uh, rains that caused major flooding that really persisted throughout the entire summer you know we we have things that we call like 100 year floods 500 year floods 50 year floods but we know from experience that uh these flood frequencies are almost meaningless you know because rivers are so dynamic and they change so much not only uh can um these flood frequencies change just with changes in weather patterns and precipitation patterns but they can also change you know just from changes in the landscape if the river bed, you know, raises an elevation due to more sediment coming off of the landscape, um
0: that will make floodwater higher. This year, communities across the Midwest are bracing for more flooding after a very difficult 2019. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration or NOAA issued data predicting widespread flooding between now and the end of May with major or moderate floods in 23 states across America. This will only exacerbate the many public health challenges these communities are facing in light of the COVID-19 outbreak that would create unprecedented risk for public health and safety.
1: So NOAA is predicting moderate to major flooding uh, along significant portions of the Mississippi River and the Missouri River as well. It includes portions of 23 states, um, including where I live here in the Quad Cities. We are expecting major flooding uh, to hit sometime uh, within the next month or two. And we're not sure, you know, beyond that prediction how long flooding is going to last.
0: Our attention and energy should continue to be focused on staying healthy and safe as families, communities, and a nation. It's important that we continue to speak up for healthy rivers and the people who depend on them. Unfortunately, decisions that negatively impact communities and rivers are not on hold during this time. And once the pandemic passes, recovering communities are going to need healthy rivers more than ever for economic and tourism benefits, recreation and social connection. We're not letting up our guard. And we're not giving up on the future of healthy rivers everywhere for everyone. One thing
1: that has emerged uh, recently with the coronavirus uh, pandemic is the convening disasters of uh, major flooding along the Mississippi and Missouri River and uh, response to the COVID-19 pandemic, and, you know, these two disasters together are really stretching the resources of uh, river communities, and and they are really playing off of each other in really uh, potentially disastrous ways. So there has been some national attention uh, drawn to these convening issues, but we're not really seeing a lot of solutions. And we know last week, a lot of mayors along the Mississippi River have actually asked for their governors to request special mission assignments uh, for the Corps of Engineers to assist with developing new protocols for dealing with both the flood fight and uh, the COVID-19 disaster in a way that we're not facilitating the spread of the
0: disease. America's Most Endangered Rivers is a call to action. To save rivers our nation depends on for clean drinking water, a strong economy, and connection with each other and the natural world. With the focus on communities threatened by climate change and flooding, this year's report prioritizes solutions for communities that protect rivers and strengthen communities. The health and safety of many American communities depend on it. The Midwest continues to rely on dangerously outdated and insufficient river management as flooding increases with climate change. The 2019 Midwest floods left homes, farms, roads, and businesses underwater for nearly 100 days on the upper Mississippi River and close to a full year on parts of the Missouri. According to NOAA, the 2019 flooding caused four deaths, and $6.2 billion in damage. Yet river management decisions across the region are making the problem worse, allowing higher levees and risky floodplain development, and failing to adequately plan for the future. The top three rivers in this year's Most Endangered Rivers report are all threatened by poor management and impacts of climate change. They demonstrate how climate change is devastating communities with more frequent and severe flooding. America's number one most endangered river, the Upper Mississippi, is no stranger to flooding and the challenges it poses to communities. You know, we
1: have uh, a lot of issues around flood risk management on the Upper Mississippi River. Um, Our flood risk management approach is really haphazard uh... it's basically what's known as every man for himself uh... where literally each each individual uh... each community each state is responsible for their own uh... water management planning and there is almost no coordination between individuals cities and uh... states in terms of uh, planning for floods and developing and deploying uh, flood barriers and other types of flood risk management options. We definitely have some communities and states that are a little more progressive in terms of, um, you know, making room for rivers and getting people out of the floodplain. Um, but we, it's it's a patchwork and there's absolutely no coordination. What we are asking people to do for uh, our number one most endangered river, the Upper Mississippi, is to contact their members of Congress uh, as well as their governors of the Upper Mississippi River states and ask them to do a a basin-wide water management plan that. Uh, accounts for climate change, that engages with some of the communities uh, that live in the floodplain, uh, that oftentimes in urban areas, these communities are uh, of low income or uh, communities of color. Um, We are asking that uh, folks ask their elected officials to develop a plan that looks at the upstream solutions to our downstream flooding problems and that also uh, really tries to make room for the river to flood
0: safely as olivia says we must advance an integrated approach to managing the mississippi river which is being hit with repeated flooding this includes ensuring communities are engaged in planning addressing land management concerns, and restoring floodplains to give the river room to flood safely. The second and third most endangered rivers, the Lower Missouri and the Big Sunflower respectively, are also facing repetitive loss and challenges from flooding. On the Lower Missouri, it's time to stop doing the same thing over and over, building levees and watching them fail. We need to look at solutions that promote floodplain restoration and give the river room, it's time to stop repeating mistakes of the past. The governors of Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, and Kansas must initiate flood protection solutions that give the river room and urge the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to prioritize projects that deliver multiple benefits, including reducing flood risk and restoring habitat. And on the Big Sunflower, the number 3 River, The Yazoo Pumps is a zombie project that keeps coming back. This year, it's time to kill it for good. The Yazoo Pumps would exacerbate the impacts of climate change and cost taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars when there are better, more affordable flood protection solutions available. Despite the growing challenges facing communities in the Midwest and beyond, The good news is that we have solutions that protect rivers and strengthen communities. Today more than ever, we need to prioritize resilient solutions that will make our communities stronger today and in the future. The potential for compounding challenges that communities face with both the COVID-19 outbreak and potential flooding is unacceptable
1: uh you know like i mentioned before uh you know the upper mississippi river we don't have a water management plan and it's every man for himself out there and so you know a lot of the flood responses and flood defenses that we have along the river are deployed by volunteers and so as we have this public health emergency um landing in our communities and our towns along the river um, people can't get out. They can't go down to the river and, and fill the sandbags, you know, in the way that needs to be done to protect their communities. And in addition to that, you know, these both of these disasters, flooding and um, the public health uh, response are very expensive, and communities and states are being stretched very thin uh, in, their, in their responses to both of these things. And if we had... Uh, a water management plan that allowed for more types of passive conveyances of floodwaters like you know through floodplain restoration we wouldn't have to be worrying about flooding and sandbagging in the midst of this pandemic
0: these resilient solutions are within our reach and will make everyone better off we can give rivers room to flood safely and ensure that communities are involved in the planning we must hold our elected officials accountable to put smart solutions in place.
1: A better approach to flood protection uh, in the upper Mississippi River Basin uh, has to really look holistically at the entire watershed. And we need to be um, trying to find solutions that Uh, stop some of the flood problems where they're starting, which is up on the landscape. Um, We also need to be coordinating our community and state responses uh, to flooding, Um, you know, looking uh, at uh, flood issues, not just, you know, in a neighborhood or in one single community, but really looking at it from a whole floodplain perspective. you know and we need to be engaging a lot of the people that are living along the river that are experiencing unique problems um, to find those answers to uh, a lot of the flood problems that we continue to have and move towards a uh, flood management system that, that allows the river to flood in a safe way uh, that restores habitat and allows for uh, flood compatible land uses in the floodplain
0: Communities along the Upper Mississippi, the Lower Missouri, and the Big Sunflower Rivers have an opportunity for a stronger future and a more resilient community and river. Here's Olivia with her vision for the Upper Mississippi and why it's essential we act now.
1: My vision for the Upper Mississippi River is to really try to reverse Uh, the ongoing degradation of the river. And a big part of that is restoring floodplains along the Mississippi River, not just reconnecting them, um, but actually restoring their ecological functionality. On the Upper Mississippi River, we know that habitat continues to degrade faster than any of our restoration efforts can keep up with it. And so, you know, in the next 10 to 20 years, I would really like to see us at a place where we've at least stopped degradation on the river and uh, and that is only going to be accomplished through significant investments and collaboration and coordination and and vision, um, you know, on a large scale. The Upper Mississippi River is so resource rich and it has so much potential, um, but oftentimes it is overlooked because it is so heavily developed. Um, And it makes it hard to attract the types of investment and attention um, to the resources along the river. The Mississippi really is a uh, cultural muse and has been the lifeblood of our country for so long and it really deserves uh, the attention types of attention um, that some of our other natural wonders get uh, in the U.S. and that level of investment to restore and protect the special places.
0: Olivia's vision is spot on. The Mississippi River has and continues to be a vital resource for communities along its banks and the rest of the country. The Mississippi River is a perfect example of how life needs rivers. And rivers, they need us. Right now, as always, we're relying on our rivers to support us with critical services, including clean water supplies. And once the pandemic passes, our communities will need healthy rivers more than ever for economic and tourism benefits, for health, for recreation, and social connection. Thank you for listening to We Are Rivers, conversations about the rivers that connect us. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate and comment. To learn more about all 10 of America's most endangered rivers of 2020 and take action, please visit AmericanRivers.org backslash endangered rivers. A big thank you to Olivia Dorothy with American Rivers for her participation in today's podcast. This episode was written and produced by Amy Kober and Faye Hartman with support from American Rivers. If you want to learn more about American Rivers, you can find us on the web at www.americanrivers.org. See you next time.